podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Today's episode is the 12th in our series on conspiracy theories, and it's like something straight from a sci-fi novel. The Philadelphia Experiment and the Montauk Project. Are they myth or are they legend? Did the US government really attempt to experiment with time travel? Fact or fiction? Join us as we go in deep on another wild conspiracy theory and try and find out if they really brought science fiction into the real world. Shut up and sit down. Hey guys, Sai, welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. On the channel, you'll find podcasts, series, and a variety of subjects. We've got shows and series on mental health, football, films, TV, wrestling, uh, serial killers, all sorts. We have new guests each week. We've had professional footballers, X-Factor finalists, doctors, uh, medical professionals, musicians, journalists, and uh, many, many more. Over the coming months, we've got uh, lots of fascinating shows coming up with podcasters, writers, MMA fighters, uh, more ex-footballers, as well as shows on bipolar, DID, and anxiety disorders, uh, and plus our weekly shows on conspiracy theories. Uh, we do the serial killer shows every two weeks, and then we have a monthly podcast on films and TV. So be sure to check them out. All the shows go uh, video format at our YouTube channel, which is YouTube com ace podcast nation and audio versions all the usual podcasting sites and uh, be sure to join the growing ace nation army over at facebook.com ace cast nation so to join me as we take a trip into the weird paranoid world of conspiracy theories is my co-host reese welcome reese thank you for joining me again mate hi shy good to be back mate yeah, it's a weird one, uh, mate. Today, this is going to be a bit wild. Right up, right up my alley. This is it's, it's one of my favourites. It's a small conspiracy that not many people know about. Well, it's so much of the like true conspiracy. Loads of people know about the film and things, and loads of people have have heard about the Philadelphia experiment, but they don't know the like real conspiracy behind it all. Yeah, definitely, mate. And uh, I like the monitor, the Montauk project i've always been interested in that one camp hero it's um because it's like really weird and there's a couple of whistleblowers supposedly from it i think it's to... much bigger than the philadelphia one yeah i do too because they used to experiment supposedly used to experiment on kids and you know all sorts of weird stuff but we'll get into it uh so we'll do the usual disclaimer just for us to make sure no one gets offended or upset by what we discuss uh before we head down the terrifying and weird road to conspiracy theories, we want to point out that just because we discuss a particular theory, it doesn't mean that we believe it to be true, agree with the point of view, or in any way think that that is how it went down. We are simply going to discuss popular theories and the evidence presented by the people who championed them. Okay, so let's start with the Philadelphia experiment, because that's, like you say, it's a bit smaller. The bulk of the show is going to be on the Montauk project. So, Philadelphia Experiment, what is it? It's basically alleged that it was a military experiment which was carried out by the US Navy uh, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in uh, October 28, 1943, where the USS Eldridge was claimed to have been rendered invisible or cloaked to enemy devices. Um, and then there's like wild stuff which supposedly happened when they did this uh, experiment, which we'll go into in a minute. But then the story first appeared in 1955, so it's like eight years later. Um, and it was in letters of unknown origin, which was sent to a, a writer and, a, and an astronomer uh, called Morris K. Jessup. Um, and I believe he had done, you know, he was like a UFO researcher as well. You know, it, there wasn't that many UFO researchers out, you know, around that time. Um, but he was an astronomer by day. Uh, but he was, you know, he was interested in that sort of stuff. Um, so it's, can I just whilst, say, mate? Can I just say something? Wouldn't hmm? it be pretty fucking hard to be an astronomer by day? 
know what I meant. Fucking day job, night job. It's already, it's already. The wheels are coming off early. That's all right. It's the best ones. As you were, yeah, mate. It's the best shows are the ones where the wheels come off anyway. And just go on tangents about random stuff. Always yeah. good. So, um, where was I? Fuck's sake. Oh yeah. So he, so he, he received a letter. You know, don't get me wrong. If you look around and the sort of higher ups, they obviously say it's a hoax. Which, when you start going into it, um, you know, it's easy to see why people wouldn't believe it because it just doesn't conform to what. Known physical laws of physics, basically, um, which obviously makes it very difficult for people to to believe. But as we've said with all the conspiracy theories, really, is that the the government technology is always like fifteen, twenty years ahead of what is out in the you know in the public and what we know about um, and what what we class as top secret that we know about. So like some of the jet planes and weapons that we know about, but uh, top secret, but they're out there as well. You know, that that's that's sort of baby toys they are compared to what they've really got and what they can really use. Um, let's be honest. We, we know all the various experiments the US government has done on the people, the soldiers. You know, we've discussed some of them and we'll probably discuss some more as we go through the shows. Um, it's not a surprise that the government would try and do experiments to make things invisible, teleport them, or time travel. You know, that's not a stretch. That's I don't think I don't regard that part as a conspiracy that they were trying to achieve those things. Loads of people have tried, haven't they? These sort of experiments. Well, look who it was who they say discovered to hide how to hide the average. Nicola yeah. Tesla, wasn't he? Tesla, yeah. He's well, he's balls deep in both of these. Yeah. And I mean, he was one of the, the greatest minds ever. Not just of his time, ever. Well, mate, you, you know, with Tesla, there's a conspiracy theory, a big one about him, in that. Old with him, but that is he, one, um, huge one. His work got largely buried and then attributed to other people, and he just disappeared from like mainstream whatever you want to call him media as is it would be now but he just basically disappeared um and a lot of people believe that that's because uh he discovered he, he discovered things like free energy which he wanted to distribute you know zero point energy or whatever and he wanted everyone to be able to have which obviously huge corporations and governments they don't want that because they make a fortune for charging you for your energy I'm yeah, sure there's thousands of his patterns that are classified. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think we'll probably do a show just on him. Oh, Maybe fuck. next week. You never know. You never he's know. He's a legend. Yeah. So in this experiment, um, it's alleged. So the person who this letter came from is like a pseudonym, Carl uh, M. Allen, who was Carlos Miguel Alande. Uh, and basically, he has said that he witnessed the experiment and he claimed uh, the secret experiment, the destroyer or the USS Eldridge became invisible, teleported to New York, teleported to another dimension where it encountered aliens and then teleported through time, which resulted in deaths of sailors. Um, and then when they came back to their original point, there was sailors fused into the walls you know because obviously the thought being that to, to achieve this they would have had to do something with the atoms and you know at the very basic level to teleport something you do something with the atoms to make them either disintegrate or move or you know whatever it may be I think and Willy when Wonka, they came back Wonka people would say again I think Willy Wonka and Wonka vision yeah when yeah I suppose yeah yeah, that's, that's basically what they did as such, isn't it? Or, yeah, that's allegedly, it. yeah. But it's like, part of the reason why I'm unsure about this, like I, I believe it 
they tried it. But part of the reason I don't believe, or no, I don't even say I don't believe, part of the reason I'm a bit sceptical that it happened the way the conspiracy theory is with the, them going into the future, coming back, people being fused to things, is because they've made films about it. They've It's largely out there. Now, to me, if it was true, it wouldn't be, because time travel, teleportation is like the holy grail of weapons for any government around the world. There's, you know, nothing would be, if you've got a time travel machine, you're going to win every war, you're going to do everything, you know, you can do what you want. Same Not with, necessarily, though. It's made to Come on. You lose <clears throat> You lose him Avengers Endgame. time and then do it a different way. You, you want to game? Yeah. Yeah. How many different endings were there? How many different possibilities? Yeah, but I'm referring. I'm not referring to like aliens and Thanos no, I mean, and people who have got like infinity. With time travel, we're all speculating because whether it does exist or it doesn't, we do not know the rules of it. The rule could well be whatever you change in the past or whatever you alter in the future or whatever, it affects everything and every reality. And they might have thought, you know, say they did invent time travel, they went forward and did something, even if they did it a couple of times, and each time it caused a major catastrophe and blew up in their faces, and they thought this is just way too dangerous for anyone. And they all, you know, the big powers that be that control all governments kind of went, fucking get rid no, of no one no one's allowed this sort of thing yeah, yeah maybe we don't know how to control this to give us power yet so get rid of it because i don't think we ever can so then playing devil's advocate to what i said where i said i wasn't sure if it was true because it was out in the public knowledge blah, blah 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 they've got the capability to cloak aircraft and make them if not invisible completely blend in with the sky with that the plane which we've discussed numerous times the big black triangles they've got that capability that's pretty factual if you look it up there's research from all over the world which says that that they people have seen that and it's i think there's a couple of um like whistleblowers and people who've been involved in those projects who say you know the ones who are involved in the projects will say oh yeah we've done it on a small scale <coughs> we haven't managed to do it you know in a big way which is bullshit They've got that capability. Have you seen them things they've invented in Japan now? It's basically like, how can I explain it? A flexible TV screen. And I'm talking material flexible. You know, you could scrunch it up in a ball. No, I haven't seen As long that. as you hold it perfectly flat and perfectly straight, there's like millions of cameras on it or whatever it is, but they show everything around this. So it's basically becomes invisible. Obviously, as soon as you move it a bit, they have a mastered that, Everything moves in real time. You can see this. Yeah. But when it's perfectly straight, you can't see anything there. Hmm. And that's all done. Same principle as the plane, with the cameras around it and the reflecting this and whatever it might be. Imagine oh, yeah, that material yeah. that someone could wear and move around in and be invisible. Yeah, 100%. They've got the capability to cloak uh, large aircrafts. And, and the like, hundred percent. Which means they, at some point in time, they've you know they've been playing with that sort of thing. So did that begin with the Philadelphia experiment, and then they've got it. You know they've moved on through the years, possibly. Um, you know if they travelled through time to New York, I forgot. I haven't got it written down what year they were supposed to have travelled to. They basically was it. Yeah, they travelled into the future. But then, if see, the first thing I'd be doing, if I had read that in, like, 1983 or whatever you said, well, was it 83? I'm sure it was 83, yeah. So, well, whatever you... Well, the first thing I'd be doing is I'd be going there at that time to see if it turns up. And if it turns up, then you know for a fact. Oh, there we go. That was right. But equally, like you say, you don't know the rules. Could it be, like, a... Not like Avengers Endgame, but in terms of like <clears throat> when you go through time for forward or back, it creates just a new reality rather than altering the reality you're in. 
So well, like, so like, say I went back in time and killed Hitler, or made sure Hitler never came to power. Maybe that would maybe in in the the timeline I came from, he would still come to power and everything would still happen. But there would be another timeline where he didn't, and it was altered. Like we don't know the rules of it because it's or or you could kill Hitler, go back to your own timeline. It's changed everything, and instead of Hitler being the one who leads Germany to war and that, someone else stepped up who was even worse and more brutal, and they won, and you caused yeah, it. Absolutely. Well, yeah, that's my thing yeah, with, so with the things. time travel. If they've invented it, imagine if they did do a few, few things like that. You know, imagine well, if imagine if nine eleven was the result of time travel or Hiroshima, things like that. You know major events that weren't meant to happen but yet somebody tampered with time and they did happen okay here's a here's a theory for you um slightly off on a tangent what if so you know like the mandela effect which we're going to do a show on as well yeah but you know like the mandela effect where people remember things differently um and you know there's quite there's loads of them um i'm not going to go into them now but so those little things or happenings company names changing, programs, theme tunes, whatever it may be, what if those did act, have actually changed where people have done something with time travel and then the Mandela effect is actually the effects, like, like a, what's the word, like a, like <coughs> a trace element of that past timeline. So like whilst the majority of the world doesn't remember before the time travel whatever was changed was changed but then there's just like this trace elements where people think oh is that that's a bit weird i remember it being this and that you know that's yeah. i think that's pretty i think that's quite a logical way to look at those mandela effects that maybe you know maybe there is something going on with that uh and that could be the remnants of time travel who knows maybe is there a way of kind of slowly explaining it to humankind over decades they slip and, uh, things you've got to remember as well it's like it because obviously if they could if they've already mastered time travel you imagine 100 200 years from now or if, sorry if they've already invented time travel 100 200 years from now they've mastered it because something that big and huge future generations are going to tamper with it when they come across it. Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, and if you think as well, what if, say, to time travel, I need certain materials to be able to do it, and then I say, I thought, oh, I'll go and have a look at the future. So I go like 100 years into the future, or 50 years into the future, and when I get there, there's been like a nuclear war, everything's fucked, there's nothing left, and I don't have those materials to get back. You could get stranded in the future. Yeah. Not, you know, do you know what I mean? There's loads, so many anomalies or, that could happen and cause issues. Imagine if the first major rule of time travel is you can only go to the past. You can return to your present day, but you can't go forward. I'd be happy with that, mate. If they could I, if you give you like a watch and just say you can go travel, to any point. Always, I've always thought about it and thought, you should be able to go back to your past. You've lived it. But the future, yeah, what if they said, nobody should be able to see the future? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what if they, you know, in like 20 years, they get, you can buy like a smartwatch and you, they say, right, you can go back in time, but you can only go back as far as your date of birth. If you go back further, it can cause issues or whatever. So you can go back to any point anywhere in the world of your life. Yeah. It doesn't have to be when you were there, just any point during that period. So then, if that was the case, you know, like when people jailbreak phones now and hack phones and they, so you can have extra stuff or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That would be people jailbreaking. Jailbreaking. Allegedly, yeah, I've heard from a friend of a friend. They, um, so like the equivalent would be people would be jailbreaking it so you could go past your date of birth back in time or you yeah. could go f- feel forwards or whatever but yeah it, like 
it's all you know obviously we're going off on a bit of a tangent and we're but what you just said on it, nail on but... the head mate if someone gave you a device and said look you can go back in time but you can only go back to when you were born how big would the urge be to go back and see the dinosaurs or you know oh, yeah. stand on the tight see when you you know think of all like the, um... bachelor in the face there's loads you could do smack in the face hard um yeah yeah so it's like it's it's difficult to know whether they've achieved it because you you know could they change the past and you just wouldn't know you just accept it as that's the way it's always been um but also maybe like you said when they did the philadelphia experiment maybe it's all true and they all said right look this is something which nobody can mess with. We need to accept it's not doable. No one should experiment with it anymore. We should just stick to weapons of mass destruction, chemical weapons and all that useful stuff which they create. Because that would kind of make sense and fit in with what they say happened because of the things that were caused by it and the, you know, the fusing of soldiers into the walls and all this sort of stuff. The thing that ties them both in is, what was his name? There was a guy, wasn't there, whose memories kind of came back to him. He read about Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. uh, Al Al Beaslick, Al Beerick. That's it, yeah. Al Beaslick, Al Beaslick. But that wasn't his name, was it? No, it was like a pseudonym. Yeah, I know what you mean. I haven't got it written down. And he had a brother, Duncan Cannon. But when basically the the gist of it was when his memories came back, he remembered him and his brother being in their twenties working on the Philadelphia experiment. Mm. They went forward in time and ended up in Montauk nineteen eighty three. But them two apparently jumped off. All right. So they stayed in the future, sort of. They stayed there. The Eldridge came back bodies refused etc so back in that time who knows what happened but these two brothers they were given the task to go back in time through this wormhole whatever had been created and destroy everything to do with the philadelphia experiment mm. all right okay which also leads into the the Tesla conspiracy they were ordered to kill anyone who had anything to do with this etc so all these conspiracies tie in with each other but that's, yeah, that's oh, yeah. the major one is is this guy al al Beaslick. was he he was i think in 1983 he was at age 57. yeah al Beaslick. Yeah, should have been in his 70s or something like that they'd like stopped him aging so fast he traveled through time a few times blah 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 but he's the only person who's ever, I've ever heard anything said or wrote about who was... Yeah, sort of concrete said, I was there. Yeah. I do go. Nothing go about his brother, nothing from his brother, but it, apparently it was him and his brother, Duncan. And I'm sure his name was, I'm sure it was Frank and Duncan Cannon. Okay, so Al, Al Bielek, uh, he claims to have been at the centre of the Philadelphia experiment, which is one of the most... Cons- you know, controversial conspiracy theories. Uh, and it says uh, Nicholas Te- Nikola Tesla and Einstein and others were all involved in an attempt initially to make the ship invisible. Um, but obviously there was the time travel and the dimensional stuff. Uh, Bielek claims that the answer to all these questions in terms of what they were trying to achieve, so invisible, different dimension, travel to the future, he said all yes they were trying to do all of those things uh, he also provided details on what he says worked and what went wrong um obviously he did speak in and he, he lived till about 84 um, and he did interviews and he did speak in he had a radio show on that coast to coast um so I'm just trying to find some of the stuff that he said uh, it doesn't go into it on this uh, this particular thing Hmm. Yeah, so we'll have to circle back to him, I think, because I can't. I was hoping I could just quickly pull up the full story of Al Bielek. There you go. Yeah, and I mean, 
So, obviously, the the accounts and the the different things have changed over the years. Uh, and you know, there's as as with all these conspiracy theories, there's plenty of people trying to, you know, debunk them, say that it's bullshit, and um, and you know, they're never going to come out and say, oh yeah, it's just completely right. Um, so, like according to some accounts, researchers thought that the the version of where there was like a large electrical generators to bend light around the ship. Um, so that the ship would be invisible. The Navy, the sorry, the Navy re- regarded that as like having real military value for obvious reasons. So they sponsored the experiment, if you like. Um, but it caused it was <sighs> caused a lot of issues supposedly around the gravity of the ship um, because of the things they were trying to sort of mess around with and this, that, and the other. Um, so, like, there's a website called Al Bielik Debunked, and it's a whole website which goes into, like, his past, his statements, his scientists, his family albums, you know, everything. Far too much for me to go into now. We could do a whole show on him, by the looks of it, because it's literally pages and pages of people trying to debunk what he says, going through what he says. So, maybe... We'll circle back and we'll do a part two for this show with just on him because, um, yeah, there's a lot to go into on that. Yeah. Okay. Um, look, as with a lot of these conspiracy theories, there's no real way to, for us to say this definitely happened. I believe that they were trying to do it. Do I believe that they achieved it? I'm not 100% sure. Um, wouldn't surprise me if they did, and then they decided to sort of back off from it because of, you know, if the, it happens as the, the conspiracy theory is that there was people fused to the decks. And I remember read, watching a documentary and there was, there was a guy saying, like, there was hand, like an arm, coming out of the ship or a head in the ship, like in the wall, which, you know, you can't, if if you saw that, if you were on that ship as a researcher or as part of the crew, and that happened to you, where the ship is shaking and moving and like things, something's going on, even if you just feel like the ship is just vibrating intensely, and then you sort of, when it stops shaking, you go around the ship and there's people fused into walls and stuff. That's going to be quite distressing. And I just think someone from the research team or the crew would have spoken out and said, look, this did happen. But then all these researchers over the years, is that where they're getting their research from, where they're speaking to these people, but the people are too scared to go on the record and give their names for their own safety. So that's why there's, you know, same as anything, isn't it? with like journalism or research. If people fear for their safety, they don't want to put their name out there, which then provides the people who are trying to debunk it. They can say, well, you haven't got anyone who was there. You haven't got like a witness, but you could have a witness, but they just don't want to be named. So it sort of, they almost cancel each other out in a way. Mm. I just don't know. It's hard, isn't it? Because, so it's like, say, for instance, say like you were a crew member and you were there on the ship and it happened like they say it happened. But you know, if you speak out, they're going to kill you, kill your family, whatever, usual stuff. And then these researchers keep contacting you and you want to get your story out, but you don't want to put your name out there because that's going to cause issues for you and your family, blah, blah. So you do it off the record. The researchers put the information out there, which they have. But then the people who are debunking it are saying, well, you've got no witnesses. And it's like, you're at like this impasse where you can't, like one side is not going to reveal their sources. 
and the other side is not going to accept it because you haven't got a legitimate witness, if you like. It's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. It's... Would you want to be that person who came forward and spoke? No, I don't think I would. Like, I think in my, in, my, in my 20s, before I had kids, I think I'd be, I would, my answer to your question would be, yeah, fuck yeah, I would do it just to expose it and do it and this and that. Right, like, but you say that now. Work, now I've got kids and stuff. The people who worked on this experiment, they would have seen how dodgy and shady the government is. Yeah, they know exactly what they're capable of and how much they do not care about human life, the human life of their own soldiers. Yeah. And let alone families and, you know, civilians. They've, and, you know, even they, they've proved that by the, the wars they've gone into and the, and the things they've done, like the syphilis experiments and the LSD experiments. You know, governments have proven time and time again they do not give a shit about Joe Public and they do not give a shit about individual soldiers. They're just ants in their game. So, yeah, you know, you wouldn't be, you're not going to, it would take someone high up to come out and say, no, this is what happened, as opposed to like a, a crew member or, a, you know, like a foot soldier type thing. But then even then, I think, they be in just as much danger. So it's you've got the same. It's like a vicious circle, isn't it? Totally, man. It's so. There'll never be enough people come forward for it to be believable, anyway. Yeah, I think it would take like solid evidence rather than witnesses. Yeah, and, and what one people until are. time travel is known, there'll never be evidence. Mm, I think. These days, if they were doing it now, I think they'd be more likely to become evidence because there's so many ways to leak things. Um, <clears throat> and obviously you can get like recording devices the size of a pin and this, that and the other. So like the ability to expose it is larger than what it was then. Um, but equally... It's like, I think they go to more extremes now to keep people quiet. And they also, footage can be faked. And, you know, as as the technology to expose it has got greater, the technology to fake it has got greater as well. Which, you know, like we said about flying saucers and all this sort of stuff, is very difficult to, to differentiate between the two. And then when you add in the technology that the government's got, and could it just be a government planes and uh, aircraft, this adds another wing to it, as it were. Okay, so let's move on to the Montauk Project, one of my favourite conspiracies. Very interesting again. It's uh, It's got a huge bit of uh, sci-fi edge to it. It's one of the oldest conspiracy theories going as well. It's, um, so the premise is that uh, the Montauk Airfield Force Base, or uh, Camp Hero, as it was called, um, was on right at the end, far end of Long Island, New York. The uh, the theory is that the government created some kind of interdimensional portal, uh, sort of like a, not a Stargate, but like, basically, the, the, the gist of the, or a big part of the project, is they had these things called the Montauk Chairs, where they would set kids in there because the kids were more, um, what's the word, more likely for it to work because of the way their brain make up and it's easier to break through or whatever you want to say. And they would sit in these special chairs with things linked up to their brains um, and they could travel to different dimensions. They could travel back in time. <clears throat> Um, so it was like a series of secret U.S. government projects conducted at Camp Hero um, for the purpose of developing psychological warfare techniques, exotic research, including time travel, mind control and the like. Um, it originated from the there was a series of books called the Montauk Project, which the guy said afterwards 
were fiction, but when they were marketed and when they were brought out, he said they were like exposing the truth. And years later, and I think even today, he he sort of hints at the fact that they're, you know, they're not fiction, they're truth, but they were marketed in a way because obvious reasons. So the stories from there, they started to circulate in the early 80s. Um, according to a UFO researcher, Jack Vallee, the Montauk experiments seem to have originated with the writer Preston Nichols, who claimed to have recovered repressed memories of his own involvement when he was a child, claims that he was periodically abducted to continue his participation against his will. Um, and like this guy is, um, he is not like, uh, like a poor guy who's like, got like psychiatric problems and isn't, you know, he's not got a job and all this sort of stuff. He's a really intelligent guy. He's got a load of degrees in like external electrical engineering, psychology, parapsychology. He's authored a load of books. So he's not like, he doesn't need the money. I suppose you could say he needs the attention, I guess. But he also, you know, he's a very intelligent guy. Um, and he claims that they tried, they achieved such things as time travel, teleportation, mind control, contact with alien life, as well as staged the fake moon landings. Uh, he also framed developments which followed, uh, he said this all followed on from the Philadelphia experiment. Um, and he says that when they went, when they jumped to 1983 in the Philadelphia experiment, they ripped a hole in space time, allowed them to, uh, what's the word, like manipulate it. Um, so before we go to one of the whistleblower guys who said he was one of the kids, or another one of them, what, what, what do you think of that so far, mate? From both of these, the only line I really follow is that Al Bielik one, mm. where he went with it. The rest of it, I think a lot of it has been added on now. I, I totally 100% believe the experiments on the kids and everything like that. But the rest of it, I, I like think what they achieved it, and stuff. I think people have jazzed it up too much when it didn't need to be. Mm. So I watched, um, when I watched, well, the first time I became aware of this one was when I was watching Jesse Ventura Conspiracy Theories, and they were on about it. Um, and they interviewed this guy called Andrew, Andrew Bashago, um, who's like a lawyer. Um, again, intelligent guy, said that when he was a, he, he was part of a side project called Project Pegasus, which was to do secrets of teleportation and time travel for the benefit of mankind. So it was all part of DARPA as well. Um, and he said about the chair. So he, he says in his, his story is he, he was a child participant in this top secret DARPA program, experiment, experimenting with time travel and teleportation in the early 70s. Uh, these technologies were created by Nikola Tesla. Um, he said he experienced eight different time travel technologies during his stint in the program. Uh, mostly, he said his travel involved a teleporter based on technical papers supposedly found in pioneering Nikola Tesla, blah, blah. Um, and apparently they found the paperwork for all the, this equipment in Nikola Tesla's apartment after his death. Um, which, you know, that goes into that again about his work being stolen, maybe. Um, he says the machine consisted of two grey elliptical booms about eight, eight feet tall, separated by 10 feet, between which a shimmering curtain of what Tesla called radiant energy was broadcast. Uh, and Andrew Bushago says that the radiant, en radiant energy is a form of energy that Tesla discovered is latent and persuasive in the universe and has among its properties the capacity to bend space-time. Uh, he said the project, 
participants would jump through this field of radiant energy into a vortal tunnel and when the tunnel closed they would find themselves at a different destination uh, so his description of it he said one felt as if one was moving at great speed or not moving at all as the universe was wrapped around one so basically as the universe bent to where they wanted to go back in time that's what it felt like um so this guy goes into great detail about not just doing it but the kind of like the technology behind it now i don't know if any of that technology exists if it's real if it works blah, blah, you know i don't know that um so like even this guy has got one hell of a imagination to think up all this stuff and to go into this much detail and to repeat the same story over the years and you know whether he's just talked himself into it um because obviously you know memories can be manipulated either by the person and themselves but if they tell themselves something enough they believe it or by other people um so he also claims he was seen in a photograph at Adrian Link, a, uh, Adrian, Abraham Lincoln at Gettysburg. There's like a famous photo uh, in 1863, which he said in 1972, he was shot back via a plasma containment chamber, which was located in East Hanover, New Jersey. Um, they dressed him in period clothing as a Union bungle, bugle boy. Um, he went back as he was doing his speech and he says and he points himself out in this image i might attach the image to the video actually put it in the description it's just like a boy there's no way to tell if it's him but he says it's him and he i think he like tries to you know tries to say uh it's, but yeah there's no way to identify him he said he did not witness the assassination however he heard the shot um, and then he goes in, you know, there's loads of details and different things he says. And he also says, which I kind of do would believe. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, he says that we've been to Mars um, and they've actually got a really quick way to get to Mars. There's bases on Mars. Um, like he's quite well known for that as well, saying that they've got... Um, <clears throat> Uh, like a really quick way to just go to Mars instantly, um, which is linked to this sort of time travel technology which they've got. Um, what do you think about um, bases on the Mars, mate? Um, I don't know. It, 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 that's one of them things that one day I could read something and go, yeah, there, yeah, I think there is. And then one day I could be like, no, no, that you can't be. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's like, it wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at all if they did. Um, but equally, I just, the thing which gets me with this guy, and it, it struck me when they interviewed him on the Jesse Ventura uh, show, is the amount of detail he's got. And like, he doesn't just say, this is how we went in time. He says, well, we were using this at first, and then it sort of, as technology changed, we started using this type of machine. He goes into like like proper details. But then I think back, I try and think back to my childhood and I can barely remember getting any of it. But yeah, this guy supposedly remembers all these encounters. However, they say the kids remember traumatic events like really clearly. So maybe that's why. Because obviously, I suppose if you were shot back in time, you might remember. No. No, I haven't at all, you? No. Yeah, no. I, I, it's just, I find it really, I find it really interesting. But I just can't quite get on board with it, I think is the best way to say. Um, like I say, he's got all sorts of... Um, claims and he ran for president as well in 2016 um but uh he claimed right to travels to mars he claims to have teleported to mars in the 1980s as an earth ambassador to the martian civilization this is strange because he when he published this article nearly three decades later 
he claims to have been astonished to discover life on Mars, uh, along with William B. Stillings, a comrade that he dug up somewhere. Uh, Bashago now claims that President Obama was a fellow Mars traveller back in the day when living under the moniker Barry Sohuto, is it? Yes, Sotoro, Sahuto, I'm not sure about that. Uh, but he said the fact that Barack Obama used to go back uh, may be the only truth in Bishago's claims because Bishago and Stillen say they met Obama on Mars and the government is now covering up the president's space travel past. So, yeah, that's where he starts to lose me completely, where it's like... So, do, you know what I, do you know what he reminds me of when I read it all through? It starts off, maybe there was, maybe he was experimented on as a kid and something happened, it was quite traumatic, not sure what. And then as he's told his story and more and more people have listened, he's thought, oh, I'm going to exaggerate this. And then more and more people come. More and more people want to hear his story and speak to him. So then the story grows and grows and grows and grows. So it starts off as like experiments, then it's time travel and teleportation, and then this, and then it's oh, I went to Mars and I went, do you know what I mean? It like just grows and grows and grows because he's getting so much attention off researchers, conspiracy theorists, documentary makers, whatever it may be. And, you know, even today, he still gets a lot of attention. He's got a successful career as a journalist and a lawyer. And a lot of that success has come from his stories of being a time-traveling child. Yeah. You you hear loads of that, don't you, of like um, progressive memories and things coming out and children describing things from the past. And that I can buy into. Whether it's time travel or something to do with the soul, I don't know, mate, because I'm a believer. We've all got a soul or an energy of some kind. And when we die, it's got to go somewhere. And there's never even been a hint of, you know, of a collection of where they are or anything like that. So is is our souls, is it just us living over and over and over again? And, and it's yeah. the soul that's in charge. It says, oh, this time, let's try, I don't know, let's try being a cat. You're a girl. Yeah. You just don't you know. What I think it's... What I think is most likely, for him particularly, maybe for some of the other kids and people who've come forward, uh, is that I believe they probably experimented on as kids. Because it was to do with their family members being involved in DARPA experiments, like as researchers and whatever. So I believe that they used those kids, for whether it's Camp Hero or DARPA or whatever, I believe that they used those kids and they experimented on them. But I think I wonder whether it's more they experimented on them from a mind control point of view and messing with their memories. And maybe they planted like this type of memory in their head to see how extreme they could manipulate manipulate the human mind. Like what could they make them believe happened? so that they believe it with every ounce of their being like how much you know how extreme could they just plant something in their mind and make them believe it so i that i kind of don't know about that whether they did the you know the memory implanted i'm not saying that but what i'm saying is i believe that they were probably took part in experiments or were forced to experiments and it was probably more likely to do with mind control rather than him traveling through time i think um so lastly on this bit this uh, there's an interview with this woman called eve francis logan logan it's like a scandinavian name um and andy piero piero 
Um, they shared their experience with trauma-based control of the mind and the Montauk explorations in consciousness, which goes to what kind of what you were saying about the soul and stuff. Um, and he recalled sessions where he was tortured and put through shock treatments. Um, and it was done to have the ability to reprogram the participants to do things that they were not able to previously do. Um, and they say there was in their stories, there's like cages of chicken wire fencing with women and children screaming for help. Um, and according to a lot of the conspiracy theories, the mind control facilities, which were located all over America in Rochester and New York and New Jersey, Atlanta and stuff, the Air Force bases. Um, this guy said that the mind control tactics used were very similar to the previous mind control experiments, which, you know, facts which have been declassified now. Um, this, and it included doing excessive exercise. But why I, that interests me, or why I lean towards they perhaps were doing experiments of mind control with the kids is when they've shown that they'll do it and that's a proven fact it's been declassified that they did mind control experiments on people um secondly um they used or they tried to break people to create another personality so they could do like the manchurian candidate type thing where they've got two personalities and the one is going to be an assassin but the the main personality knows nothing about it, um, which is obviously that's one hell of a stealth soldier or assassin yeah. to have. And what they do is they they would just completely break them. They would torture them. They wouldn't let them sleep. They would play music really loud, but wouldn't let them sleep. They excessive exercise, and that kind of fits in with the stuff that these people describe. Um, and what they do then is they try and when they've got them in like the psychological state they want them to they would test them to see if they could do things that they couldn't do before so like this guy said that once he had been mind controlled if you like he was able to lift a 545 pound uh, barbell or there was people being able to lift like four or five times what they could normally lift because they'd altered something within their brain chemistry or their psychological state. Um, and I think as we finish off on this now, because um, we're finishing on mind control, I think in the next show, maybe we go into the MK Ultra and go down the mind control route. What do you reckon? Yeah, totally. Do you think it's more likely that they were doing mind control experiments on those kids rather than than um, like time travel experiments and stuff like that? I, yeah, I don't think it was so much time travel experiments, but God knows what they were doing to them poor kids, mate. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they haven't tried to do time travel experiments or teleportation experiments. I guarantee you they have. Oh, yeah, but, like what these people are still, what this guy particularly but what people are saying is that they succeeded and he went and did all these things in the past and went to Gettysburg and like his story like I said it seems to have like grown and grown and grown and grown and grown and he seems to add a bit more on each year of like something else which he did or something else which he's remembering you know, maybe he's just got regressed memories and the, the more, as the years go by, he's just remembering more stuff. You yeah. know, I'm not saying not saying the guy's lying either. I'm saying, I'm not sure if I believe that it happened the way he's saying or the way he remembers it. But just because he remembers it like that doesn't mean that he doesn't believe it. Do you know what I mean? But we've all had deja vu, haven't we? Oh, yeah. And... It's like you say, that Man Mandela effect, how people remember different things. There's got to be, there's got to be a reason to it. Like you say, one of the, the most simplest explanation is usually the right one. 
And as crazy as it sounds, the most simplest explanation is time travel. Someone's changed time. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I've got to say, theory, you know, the simplest is usually right, even though it's a crazy out there one. What other theory is there to the Mandela effect that is simple? The only, um, the only other reason that I can see for the Mandela effect, if it is as people think it is, is the things which make sense to me is time travel and something's changed and this like trace elements of the previous timeline. Or, or it all sort of started when they started firing up the CERN particle accelerator and it's something to do with that and then messing with black holes and smashing parts of the universe together and all this crazy shit which stuff which they just don't understand and they openly say yes we understand kind of what we're doing but we don't understand what's going to happen and you know to me that's like a worrying thing because they're doing stuff with black holes but they're the only two things that i can make sense of if things are changing from when people are younger to now that's the only thing which makes sense if they are changing it could just be people misremembering you know the human brain is a complex thing maybe people just remember it differently but i guarantee you mate if you go if you went when we finish this now if you go and look at a youtube video with all the different mandela effects that people have found i guarantee you there'll be at least five which you'll be like hang on a minute that's not right like the one which got me looking into it was the at the end of queen we are the champions and it says we are the champions and it finishes with of the world but it doesn't now that yeah. was when i heard that i was like no no it does and then you look it up and it doesn't so what's that did i just make that up but it's not just me it's like thousands and millions yeah. of other people it was it, like there's no explanation to that one maybe it was like live version maybe but like that's that's not just you know do you know what i mean that's not just like me and you're a bit like oh i don't know it's like everyone remembers that end to that song yeah it didn't happen and it's like well what's going on do you know what i'm blaming the mighty ducks yeah they sing it don't they round my campfire and that's the way they sing it. So yeah, what it so said. that's what it is. They, everyone just thinks that because because they sang it like that. That's yeah, so what it is. Watch that film. We started singing it like that, and then the rest of the world followed on. So, mm. it's your fault. Yeah, not so sure about that. So, mate, do we do next week MK Ultra or the Mandela Effect? I'll let you choose. The Mandela effect. We've got to follow this on now. Good choice. I wonder. Yeah. Well, we'll do. We'll do Mandela effect next week, and then yeah. we'll do MK Ultra the week after. So, guys, as always, it's been a uh, fun and weird and wonderful show. You can find Reese on Twitter at Short Celtic. You can find us at AceCast underscore Nation. Join the Ace Nation Army at Facebook.com slash AceCast Nation. If you uh, send us a tweet or a comment uh, using the hashtags QFQ for quickfire question or Ace, Pod, uh, Ace Nation Army. We will read your comments out on air and uh, you can ask questions quicker because we'll see them. Uh, I've got some amazing shows and, and guests lined up over the recording uh, over the next couple of weeks. I'm not going to name them yet because I don't want to jinx it, but uh, like Reese knows some of them. And if I, can, uh, if I can pull some of them off, it'll be a really exciting time. Uh, mate, mate, you should not say if I could pull some of them off, it'll be a really exciting time. Yeah. Just because be you might enjoy it, I don't think they will. Yeah, someone could clip that, couldn't they? And <laughs> just have that little clip out there. As we record this today uh, on podcast.co, we are the podcast of the day, whoop, whoop. which is uh, cool. And uh, yeah, things are looking up. We're just trying to build one viewer, one listener at a time doing loads of shows on loads of different shit. It's all good fun. Videos at youtube.com slash Ace Podcast Nation 
audio, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Acast, Tuning Radio, pod.co slash acastnation. Uh, we've got loads of brand new shows, loads of brand new guests, brand new week, uh, every week, brand new shows, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, plus there's a couple of video segments, which are social media exclusive, usually found on Facebook. Uh, send us your suggestions, comments, abuse, like, share, subscribe, tell us what you want, tell us what you want us to discuss, tell us who you want on, and uh, get involved. Anything to add, Reese? Nothing for now, mate. Just look forward to next week and me and Mandela. Wicked. So uh, until next time, we will leave you, leave the bizarre world of conspiracies alone and uh, we'll move on to something different. Until next time, we will see you later. Ciao for now. Podcast Network.